obsessed with all things ovine, there is seriously something about sheep and always something new to learn about keeping, breeding and farming them. Welcome to the Sheep Show podcast. I'm Jill Noble from Holston Valley Farm and Sheep Stud and your host. The Sheep Show podcast exists to help you no matter where you are in the world, what sheep you breed, what size your flock is. This podcast will help your sheep knowledge and your shepherding confidence grow. And it's a two-way street. I love to hear from you and find out how your sheep journey is going. Contact me via Instagram at Halston Valley Farm or via email jill at halstonvalleyfarm.com.au. Come along on this episode as we explore the amazing world of sheep and sheep farming together. Thanks so much for all your lovely comments about that podcast on Barbara's Poll. So great to hear how helpful that was uh, and to hear from so many of you who are obviously dealing with this right now in uh, in Australia in particular. And I know, of course, your turn will come if you're somewhere else in the world, unfortunately. But uh, hopefully it's helped a, a lot of you. And thank you so very much for listening and for all the interactions that you have with me when um, when uh, you're interacting and, and messaging me. And I really appreciate that. So let's follow up that podcast then with some general information on drenching, on sheep drenching. So um, first of all, let's just be clear here. When we talk about sheep drenching, we are talk about talking about dealing with internal parasites orally. So sheep drenching is, or sometimes it's called even dosing. In Ireland, they call it dosing sheep, generally orally. Now you can do injectables, you can do boluses, which is like a little sort of pellet as well. But by and large, in Australia, we would use a, a liquid oral product. So it would go down the, the throat throat of the sheep. And it's a pretty sort of common practice. It's kind of essential as well to managing your flock, particularly I find early flock. And if we look at, I suppose, what what is the impact, the negative impact of internal parasites, internal worms, it's weight loss, impact on fertility, and possibly even death. So particularly at more, more vulnerable times, lambs and lactating pregnant ewes, they're the ones that are most vulnerable. By and large, sheep are actually very able to, to deal with these parasites. It's when it's either in the, the worms are in very large numbers, like in our Barber's Fall discussion, or where the animal is suffering or more vulnerable. There's other things going on. So when we look at sheep drenching, it's about prevention. It's a preventative treatment to be able to reduce the negative impacts on that particular animal's life. So trying to reduce the negative impacts that the parasites would actually cause. All sheep have parasites kind of all the time. It's kind of weird, isn't it? You know, my sheep have worms. Yep, sheep have worms. But are they negatively impacting? So this is where we've got to think about working out what is the best way to control or manage the health issues that my my, my um, sheep actually have. So we typically administer it orally, typically with a drench gun. I use a Simcro drench gun. It's a purple product, but there are others as well. That's the one, to be honest, I found is the most 
um, easy to use. Uh, you can get really top of the range drench guns. Personally, when I've bought those, they they need a lot of care. They need a lot of cleaning. They need a lot of oiling and things like that. So I've found that the sort of drench guns that are disposable, but when I say disposable, they could last three or four years, but they're not going to last a lifetime. But those are the ones that I particularly use and I have had the most success with. Um, I tend to use different types of drenches, which we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the different types of drenches that are around and how frequently you might need to um, use them and how often, I suppose, you might need to to deal with um to deal with parasites and it does vary an awful lot so it's not about just drenching oh i drench once a year i would really encourage you to sort of be more scientific um about it so the first thing you really need to look at is find out well what kind of parasites am i dealing with what is the problem what is the worm and then choose the most appropriate product for the type of worm that you've got. And also you're thinking about the environmental conditions that are potentially causing that. So for example, are you bringing sheep onto your property for the first time? Then it's a biosecurity general drench. Is it about a barber's pole? Then you want to use another specific product. So this is where you want to think about choosing ideally the right product for the right worm. So let's look at some of the products that are um, available and how they differ. So there are different sort of colors of drenches. You know, there's clear drenches and white drenches and then sort of colored drenches as well. So let's look at some of them in particular and let's look at particularly the active ingredient, I suppose, that could be in that particular drench. So, um, and if you're interested, when you talk to a vet, they have a fancy word for drench, and that is an anthelmintic. Yeah. So basically, that's what they—that's the word that they would use for a drench, anthelmintic or wormer. So one of the ones that you'll see quite frequently, which is a clear drench, so it basically is like translucent in color. It's one called lemisol. And it's a broad spectrum. So it does a bit of everything. And it's generally effective against mature and immature parasites. And some tapeworms, to be honest, we'll talk about tapeworms in a minute. I, I look at them as a completely different worm parasite. But Lemisole is very good at roundworms and other, other nodule worms, other stomach worms. But broad spectrum. So it's, it might say it does a little bit of everything but it may not do the full life cycle of every single worm. Uh, another drench, again, that can control a very large range is an abamectin. Abamectins work a little bit differently. They actually paralyze the worm's throat, so the worm is unable to eat. So, And they're very good at managing things like roundworms and bot flies, nasal bot, those sorts of things. So that's your abamectin. Then we have albendazole. Albendazole, this is a white drench from the white drench family. This is white drenches, so they are absolutely 100% white. So it's like they look like, like a milk of magnesia or a, um, uh, like a milk product, often a bit, a bit more uh, thick or um, vis, a bit more viscosity than actual milk, but 
that's the color. So they're white. And they are very effective against tapeworms. What happens with these particular um, drenches is they stop the worm from taking up glucose and that causes the worm to lose energy and die. So this is how those these drenches actually work, these chemicals actually work. So I, I use um, uh, this, this clear or white drench on my lambs at weaning because lambs at weaning typically have tapeworm. Now, tapeworm won't necessarily cause death, but it can definitely impact ill thrift. So your in terms of growth rates can be really negatively impacting on growth rates. So if you think about the, the challenges that um, uh, worms can cause us, this is what one of the ones with tapeworms we're trying to, to manage. We're trying to sort of get those young animals growing as effectively and fast as they possibly can. Um, and that uh, that is uh, a great a great use. So in terms of other white drenches, to be honest, I wouldn't worry about using white colored drenches for other animals. They're generally just not as strong enough for um, for uh, animals that don't have tapeworm. So I only use those white drenches. So I call it like a mild drench. So some of them are going to be stronger, like some of them are going to be quite seriously stronger. Um, but some of them really will be able to uh, deal with specific products so and, and be a bit more light on. Uh, next one to talk about is moxidectin. Uh, and again, this is effective against uh, general intestinal worms. And the, the way this particular worm works, it disturbs the worm's neurotransmission. So it affects the worm's brain, if you like. Um, and this one, again, is generally a, uh, a white drench. And if, this is, if you've got other animals, you might have even, you know, used this on cats and dogs, particularly for heartworm and those sorts of things. So it's quite, quite, quite used a lot in, in animals generally. Yeah, animals generally, the moxidectin. Ivermectin then, this one, again, broad spectrum. Um, and a, a lot of uh, this actually can be used for internal and external. So you might have used, if you've got cattle, you might be very familiar with ivermectin, but it's administered differently and it's a different type of drench in cattle, even though it's got the same basic ingredient. It's administered differently and works slightly differently. They sort of get it in through their skin, not the same for sheep. But this one's great for your roundworms, natal bots, um, itchy mites and things like that. So again, this is why it would work for external parasites as well as internal if you apply it externally in the event of cattle. But you wouldn't be doing it in sheep. You'd be putting it through the mouth. Now, some of these dectins, you can actually get in injectable form as well. Like cydectin would be an injectable form. And it... It's expensive, but it is very effective. And uh, and again, for this broad spectrum of drench that we're, we're we're talking about. So these are those are all the sort of the common drenching products. Now bear in mind we talked about Clasantil last time. So that's the other one that's worth mentioning. And it is generally a sort of a yellowy or a greeny color. And this one is great for your barber's pole. Some of these dectins um, and mectins 
are colored. I have a blue one, for example, that I use, and it's colored because it has some minerals in it as well. So mineralized drench. Now, mineralized drenches for sheep, you're going to have things like zinc and selenium, sometimes even um, maybe some some copper and things like that, tiny amounts of copper in some of them too. Definitely a lot of those injectables, you might find copper. So a bit of mineralized, particularly selenium, you just need to be careful about giving a mineralized drench and then using a vaccination or other injectable, which would have minerals, particularly selenium, because too much selenium is not good for sheep. So you need some, but not a huge amount. So I wouldn't be using a mineralized drench and mineralize a mineral injectable with your sheep, one or the other at any one at any one time. Then what you also have is what are called combination drenches. Now combination drenches is formulated by pairing any of the all, any of the solutions that we've just talked about. So they might have um, some um, uh, abamectum and uh, Invermectum or Levamisol in there as well, some white drench in there as well. So sometimes that's where you get these combination drenches. I only use those if I'm using, for example, I'm giving my ewes a pre-lambing drench. They don't have worms, but you want to just make sure they're, they're as healthy as possible. So preventative and you want to give them some minerals. That's when I might use a, a combination drench. Then you might have heard of what's called the new generation drenches. And these are ones that you really want to think about very specific. Now, the problem with these ones is that they can cause a lot of resistance. Um, and this is where, again, our placental is useful here uh, in terms of dealing with our barber's pole, so a new generation sort of scientifically developed drench and things like that. Uh, just in terms of, um, I mentioned in the other podcast just around drench resistance and managing that. So what we need to think about is ideally not drenching every sheep. So only drenching the ones that really need look like they need it. So I've I've taken to this where I might only drench a small portion of my sheep, or I'll just drench a couple of my sheep rather than all of them. Apart from lambs, I will do lambs with the um, white drench for tapeworms. I will do them all, and then I might do lambs at other stages with clasantal as well. So just bear that in mind. But the challenge here is with some of these drenches, um, there is up to like, well, somewhere between 60 and 90% resistance. The worms are actually resistant. Um, moxidectin by itself seems to have very low levels of resistance. So that's something to, to think about. But some of the white drenches that I mentioned earlier on, again, I use them, but I wouldn't use them because 90% of 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 properties are, are display some form of resistance, um, according to some of the the research in Australia. So it's it's not worth it, and you don't necessarily need it uh, need it as well. So it's kind of a challenge. So in, at any one time, I might have four different drenches that I have got on the go for different things. Sometimes I, I might have an injectable. So in terms of you know which drench should I buy. 
it's a sort of a million dollar question, really, because it, it really depends on what worm you've got and what you're trying to deal with on what time of the year and what age the animal is and how many animals you've got and all those sorts of things. So it's not an easy question to answer. And of course, you don't want to do any harm. When should you drench? Well, it is a preventative measure, but generally you've got to think about what is happening on your property. What are the, the times? Like lambs at weaning. Yeah, I think that's a sort of a no-brainer. At weaning, if you don't wean because of your property size, then just really manage your pasture. And then maybe whenever you separate those lambs from their mothers, because their mother's going back in to be joined, then that might be a time to drench. But I would keep an eye, particularly for lambs, watch the um, manure because you can see tapeworm. And that can be very useful with lambs because you actually see tapeworm in the feces, little white sort of um, worms. They they kind of look like a, a noodle, uh, one of these, sort of the, you know, the flat rice noodles. They look a bit like that, but small, small, but very noticeable. When I say small, you know, the biggest one might be the the sort of the length and the width of your little finger. Now, that's pretty big, but think about that sort of size. Your sheep, particularly ewes, are at a vulnerable stage. So older sheep, much more worm resistant, so able to deal with a little bit of worms. It's not going to negatively impact them as much as growing lambs. So think about then your pre-lambing. And, um, and, and for me, that's really it, I suppose. Listen, you, can't, you could go pre-joining depending on the conditions and depending on the environment. That could be an option. So pre-joining, pre-lambing. And then during lambing, then just watch conditions. So I don't necessarily, you don't really want to be drenching ewes that are just about to lamb because, well, it's kind of a lot of stress on the animal, bringing them into the yards and all that sort of thing. So pre-lambing, four weeks before lambing, six weeks before lambing, when you do your vaccinations, that's a good time to drench if you need to. And generally for me, that is the only time I would drench my older ewes, but that's just me on my conditions and the way I'm I'm sort of managing my flock because of course there's other things that you can do to deal with um, to deal with parasites and, and deal with wrenches that we're going to have a bit of a chat about. So let's just finish off this conversation then by just looking at some of the, the brands here. Now, the ones I'm going to mention to you are ones that are available in Australia. So just bear that in mind. Uh, and just sorry, just before I go on to talk about your the brands, the, the other question I often get is the rams. Well, what ram? What should I do? If you've got rams, what drench? Just use whatever you've got for your, your use. Yeah. So if you've got ram lambs, use the tapeworm drench, and then monitor them. And then if you've got mature rams, just use whatever drench you're using for your use. Just use them. Now I would drench rams again once a year, uh, maybe a little bit more frequently if they need it, or maybe if they're running with younger animals, then just monitor them and their well-being and their condition for any signs. But sometimes it will be the, if they're running with smaller, um, younger rams, I would drench the younger rams, but not necessarily the older ones and so on. So just, it's about monitoring them. So just some of the brand names that are available in Australia that are sort of interesting to look for or watch for, most of these you will not find in your local produce store. So just bear that in mind. 
So you will have to look further afield to find some of these products. Uh, but uh, these are, and some of these I've actually used as well. So one of the first ones is called Star Trek. It's a broad spectrum, but it's short acting. And it kills most worms, including ones that are resistant. And this also has a, a different ingredient called uh, a dare quantal. Prazi quantal is the ingredient that's in the white drench. So this is just a new, so again, a new generation of product. And this can give um, more, more effective protection over worms that are resistant. Uh, so that's uh, one particular product. Zolex, uh, another one. Um, this one, again, broad spectrum, roundworms, and again, very good for perhaps those worm strains that are, again, a bit more resistant. And this also co contains a new ingredient, monopantal. Uh, and sometimes this is uh, um, just, a, again, a, a bit of a mix of different things. So it's a new ingredient and sometimes paired with abamectin and, again, gives us uh, hopefully a little bit more protection for resistant worms. And then if you have heard of a product um, produced by International Animal Health, IAH, uh, it's a product called Bioworma. And I've mentioned it, I think, a few times before on the podcast. I find it hard to get. It is very expensive and only comes in, in quite large buckets. So hard to sort of um, transport because when you purchase it generally online, you have to get it shipped, so it's quite costly. But it does um, have uh, a, a non-chemical control. So very good if you're looking at organic um, or reducing your chemical usage. It's a nutritional supplement. Sheep absolutely love it. And the biological control bioworm captures and consumes worm larvae, including those chemical-resistant ones, and that captures it in the, in the manure. So non-chemical control uh, to help, particularly with round worms. I wouldn't be using it for your barber's pole. Um, it's probably not going to be strong enough. But again, if we're thinking of worming as preventative, this can be a very good um, strategy to, to use. You will just need to work out the best way to administer it to your animals. I just use little small, like um, washband basins, little troughs, little things like that. And they just come and eat it and they love it. <clears throat> so that's another um, one that you could use. So those are some new generation or quite sort of advanced, scientifically advanced uh, approaches. Then some other um, drenches to look at, uh, which can be used. Wolverine is another one. I've used that um, and that can be quite good. It does contain a high amount of chrysanthemum, um, and that can be quite good again. So I, it would be useful for your barber's pole, um, but broad spectrum. So quite a broad spectrum. Um, uh, to use. Avamec, again, another one I've used. Avamec is great for roundworm nasal bots, itchy mite, liver fluke, and um, barber's pole because it does contain chrysanthemum again. And this even has um, any uh, resistant strains too. So it can really help you if you're really struggling with barber's pole. Tridectin, another one. Uh, again, this is literally a, a tri-mix. You've got mo moxidectin, 
Albert Demisol and Lovemisol in there. So quite combination. And the moxidectin is the most potent of the mectins. So that is a good combination drench, very powerful, broad spectrum, active, but very, these are very expensive drenches. So don't be confused about the prices here. You're, you know, you're talking about a, a decent investment. And again, you may not find them very easily as well. Um, Q-Drench is one that's used quite a lot and is available at your produce store quite a lot. Um, listen, uh, I, I personally don't use it uh, mainly because you can only find it in smaller batches and it is a uh, a white drench. So it's a four-way sheep drench. It's got some abamectin, albedenosol, clasantol, and lemisol. So it can be useful for the... Um, uh, for a, a, a little bit of everything, yeah? I would suggest if you're going to use Q-Drench, you would need to do a second drench, a second follow-up drench. And unfortunately, one of the problems here is that, um, you know, if 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 you're going to be, you're, you're throwing everything at it, yeah? So, so you may need to have a more stronger, longer-lasting drench, but it's an option for sure, um, for sure. And then there's another one called Polax, and that, uh, can help with, again, different strains, mature and immature strains. It works a little bit differently um, and it can be mixed potentially with another, like a, a levomisole drench. You know, sometimes vets will sort of recommend mixing Polax with something else. So those are some other drenches to, to think about um, uh, as well. So hopefully that's been helpful just to help answer some of those questions like uh, how often should I drench my sheep? Which drench should I use? Um, what are the differences in some of the drenches, particularly in some of the, the sort of the different colored drenches that you may have? So hopefully that's helped you just a little bit to sort of work through the mire of drenches that are available and why we drench, what we drench with. Um, I'm going to follow up with another little chat on how to drench and um some other approaches to drenching. So stay tuned for that next little episode in this drench series for you. Happy sheeping. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sheep Show podcast. Please take a moment to share this episode via your podcast app, email, or social media channels. Each share helps us reach listeners just like you who can benefit from our sheep-focused content. Let me know how your sheep journey is going. Contact me via Instagram at Halston Valley Farm or via email jill at halstonvalleyfarm.com.au. Until next time, sheep well.